Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Thank you so much, Jenny, for joining me again. Thanks for having me. It's really nice to have you here on Spirit Talk. And uh, people don't know, but this is actually the third time we've recorded. We scrapped one. Whoops. (laughs) Wasn't meant to be, you know. It wasn't meant to be. And that was a weird timing. I think that was back in May. There was a really strange energy. (laughs) And it's not that our talk was bad. I enjoyed it. But it was like a personal Yeah, it was was more like we were friends calling each other on the phone and less like uh, a podcast episode or at least one I was not ready to put out there, I guess. Yes, I agree. It's all good. It's meant to be what, you know, is and that's just the way it is. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So you're here again for the second time on Spirit Talk and um, I'm so grateful for that. So we're going to talk about healing in general and specific modalities that one can use to heal. And so I kind of want to get right into it. You you do have some offerings around this and are, of course, on your own healing journey, as we all are. And that's where I want to get into it is, what do you think? Are we all on a healing journey? Do we all need to heal? And like, what what does that mean? Yeah, I do feel like there's usually always something that we as humans need to heal or look at. And, you know, it could be smaller, it could be bigger for some people. And I think it's, it just, it goes to the trauma piece as well, right? You know, sometimes something that might sound small may have been very traumatic for somebody and, you know, there's no comparing and there's just, there's things that happen in our lives that Usually we want to bury or numb out and it's just sort of, we keep going because we have to, right? And I think like healing could be negative in the sense that we could become addicted to it as well as a, a way of, you know, perfecting ourselves. And I think we are whole and complete as we are as, you know, unhealed people, because like you say, we're always on that journey uh, of healing. And I don't think it necessarily ever ends because there's, you know, things that come up in our lives that continually will need our attention. And for me, healing came into my, into my awareness when I had the time to really look at it. And I think, you know, um, probably my age and everything like that. It's like, you know, you go through your young adult life, you're busy, you're working, you're keeping on, you're going, you're moving forward, you're trying to like push all that stuff aside. And it came to a point in my life where I had the time to really focus and look at myself a little bit deeper. And, and you start noticing things that you're like, you know, why do I have this pattern that comes up? you know, why am I afraid of this? Or why do I have anxiety over that? And you just start to look at it a little bit deeper rather than being like, you know, pushing it aside. And not everybody 
has gotten to that space where they feel like they have time to do that, you know? And uh, so they keep going and, and I was numbing out for a long time. I don't know if I talked about that on our other episode. It's been so long, but I have been sober for five years, which is, you know, a big deal for me because I thought I would never want to quit drinking. But basically when I stopped drinking, that's when I had the time to like really look at myself and like, okay, what is it that I keep on wanting to ignore? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, and in the beginning it was just, I think a, a lot of me wanting to numb out was like, I don't enjoy, I don't feel fulfilled by my life. You know, it was kind of like the nine to five, the grind. I don't quite want to be in marketing, but I, <laughs> I keep on doing these jobs that I don't, you know, I don't, they don't feel like me and I just keep going. And it was just like those simple things. But then once you have the time, you're like, oh, okay, what does this go back to? And it usually is something in your, your childhood that you're like, uh, oh, I just push that down. And for me, it was like, I didn't feel like I had I had the opportunity to be my authentic self or that I was seen in the way that I actually was, you know, mm -hmm. and I um, instead I tried to do a more practical life and tried to like fit myself into a box, which is interesting because we were just talking about this before mm -hmm. we started recording, like just really trying to fit yourself into a box and how it's just not meant to be for some, some people, right? It's like, I've really realized that I'm, yeah, multidimensional and I have all these different sides to me and I just can't fit myself in this, this box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's simple in the beginning. You're like, you know, why, why did I want to numb out? Oh, it's because I, I just wasn't enjoying my jobs. I wasn't like, wasn't fully happy, you know, but it really what I realized is I pushing everything aside that I was curious about that I really felt inspired by. And so I had to dig deeper and I started following those curiosities, but also healing, you know, and finding um, someone to talk to, which I think that is helpful for some people and um, just looking at different healing modalities to move forward, which I think like, you know, you're a medium and I think uh, the more healing that I, well, actually I know is that the more healing I did, the better I became at, you know, trusting my intuition and really coming into my, my own with the modalities that I do myself. Right. So it was a long blah, 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 but <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. And I do agree with everything that you've just said, especially, and for people who may have been on a healing journey for a while is kind of getting addicted and being perfectionist, perfectionist about it to the point where you're spiritually burnt out. And it's like, okay, you don't need to push constantly. Part of the healing journey is resting, relaxing, recuperating, integrating as well, right? So that's a really important part. And I talked about that on the last episode of spiritual burnout. So that's something that people might relate to in that there is balance even within healing. What I want to talk about is the people who think, oh, I don't have anything to heal from. And I know there are some people listening who have that. It's like, oh, everybody who talks about healing has been through trauma, traumatic events that are so horrible. And I just don't have that. Or, you know, they're comparing, like you said, it's really not a comparison thing. 
I do think that everybody has a little bit of healing to do. I wonder if you agree. I think that we are in this like emotionally repressed society. So like there isn't time given in what we should air quotes should be doing in the hustle and bustle, like the nine to five. And and even if you're not in a nine to five, the whatever your shoulds are that you think society has these expectations or your family has these expectations, there isn't room built in to understand ourselves and like how we're feeling. It, we're emotionally rep- repressed as a society. Therefore, a lot of us as individuals are. So don't you find that that in and of itself is a reason to heal or something that we're healing from. Yes, totally. I mean, I think that, um, you know, as you were talking about being emotionally repressed, it's like, I think the way to look at it is like, are there things that maybe you think, okay, I've never had a very traumatic experience, but are there things that trigger you? You know, are there things that you have beliefs around that are holding you back that are Mm -hmm. making you feel negative unworthy these kinds of things and usually that is where you can begin to look is like looking at those patterns in your life you know I will say that I think like you know everybody kind of has a thing right it's like maybe it's work and work has never gone well for you. Maybe it's relationships. Relationships haven't been your thing. You know, there's usually something. I don't think you should be looking for like, oh, what's going so wrong with my life. But I'm just saying that if you really are in a space of like, hmm, I want to feel better. I want to grow. And it's like just having awareness and looking at where do you feel like you're holding yourself back? And and that was it for me too, because there was so many things that I wanted to do with my life, but I wasn't doing it because I was just like, I was stuck in this sort of same cycle, right? So it's like, okay, I had to look then at my beliefs, like, what is it that is holding me back? And um, where did that then stem from? And usually, like I said, it is from our childhood, most of the time it has to do with maybe our parents or our teachers or something like this, you know, and it's like, you know, maybe somebody said something to you and you don't realize that, you know, back then when you're a child, you don't have that ability to really like hold yourself in that and give yourself that love. Right. So it's like, you know, the inner child work that you can do now and just go back and love on that younger self of yours, of you. But you know, when someone says, Oh, I have nothing. It's like, oh, okay, there's, there. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Maybe. And you know, there, I think there's people that have just had that ability to move, they, they move forward and they, they have, you know, they have the positivity and they've like the past is in the past and maybe they have, but see, to me, it's like, they've gotten, they probably have already done some healing or there may be some suppression there. But if, as long as it's not negatively affecting them or other people, then, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yes, usually we hold a lot back and that's, you know, where we see things like disease and sickness too, right? Like disease, because we're holding it in our body rather than expressing it. It's hard to be vulnerable with people. It's all these things, right? So, right. Um, so yeah, I think there's usually always some healing to do. <laughs> yeah. If you have self-limiting beliefs, 
there's one sign right there. And I, you know, I don't know one person that doesn't have a little bit of healing to do. I really don't. And it's not a judgment. It is part of our, us being human, right? (laughs) Yeah. So you talked about as you heal, you become more intuitive or you have developed your uh, psychic abilities or spiritual abilities just simply through your healing journey, like without even having the intention to do so. Hey, Mm -hmm. so would you say it's like going into yourself, like learning yourself? Yes. I think it's coming back to yourself because if you were numbing like I was, or you're, you're, you know, holding things back, usually you're not in full awareness of yourself. You know, you're not, you're not wanting to go within and look at things, right? It's like you just keep on going, you keep on moving forward and pushing it down. Um, But when you really have the time to come back to yourself, to get to know yourself on that level, what do I want from life? You know, how do I really feel? Um, You become more in tune with yourself, which then helps you become more in tune with your intuition and your gut as well, right? Like that gut intuition, if we're stressed or worried, it's like if we're usually, I would assume most of us are holding it in our, in our guts. I I could be wrong, (laughs) but, um, but you know, you get that. It's like, you're worried. You feel sick to your stomach, that kind of thing. It's hard for your intuition to be clear. Right. So like when you really take the time for yourself and to do some of that healing work, you start to come back to yourself and you start to clear those pathways. Like I, I was, you know, drinking or too much caffeine or whatever it is that gives you anxiety. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And I think having that space to heal, like even for me, it's the simple things like, you know, spending time in nature can be very healing. Right. And just like getting quiet. I think, you know, so many people, it's just go, go, go. And, and it makes it, it makes sense because they have families, they have work, you know, but if we really take that time to just be still and come back to ourselves and our devices too, right? Like, it's like, we have so much going on at all the time, but when we really come back to ourselves and us on our own without our phone in our hand or whatever, to sit out in nature, it's like, you're coming back to yourself and you're coming back into your intuition. So I would say, yeah, over the past five years, all of that has really helped me know myself better and to be able to listen and feel those subtle things. Because as you know, as a medium, it's so subtle, the intuition, right? So it's like, I keep on talking with my hand and the Zoom is like, oh, she's raising her hand. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know it could do that. (laughs) It's kind of creepy how it it does all that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and I think, you know, actually, I don't know if you've talked about sitting in the power, which is something we do in mediumship. The teachers that I've had that ask you to like, you have to sit in the power to, you know, be a good medium. Mm -hmm. I thought around that is like, really what it is, is, and they they might fight me on this, I don't know, but is that you're really coming back to yourself. And it's not necessarily about this, like meditation and this, like, it's, it's like, you're giving yourself that space to kind of heal in, in a natural state. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what helps us grow, but they're doing it in a different way. 
you've been following your own healing journey, you're also working with that same energy of sitting in the power that gets you to that place of being able to really listen to spirit and listen to your intuition. Mm -hmm, Totally. I find that when I intentionally set out to develop my like psychic abilities, I shot out of a cannon like, oh, this is amazing. And then reached a certain point where it's just like, okay, I'm I'm getting nothing or I'm really not progressing. And that was a clear sign like, oh, I have some inner work to do before I kind of reach the next level. You know, Uh, you mentioned the gut. And I do think that that is probably one of the most common ways that people feel discomfort in their body or disease in their body when they have some healing to do they they're feeling sick to their stomach or whatever but there's more for sure like I I think people that in their energetic body like and have chronic backache or you know yeah Mm -hmm. things like that so paying attention to the body because it really is trying to tell you something all the time yeah I totally believe in all of that and the metaphysics of of illness and everything. And I think it's, it's so good to pay attention to that. Not only, you know, it's like, oh, I'm sick, but it's like, okay, there, there usually is something a little bit more, even to a cold. If you look at the spiritual perspective of that, which is really cool. Like I always, even if it's a cough, you know, like I have a metaphysical anatomy book that I always look at and it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, what else is there? Am I not using my voice? Am I, you know, am I holding things back? Is it's, it's really cool to always look at the, you know, you've got to look at that holistic view of everything. And yes, I agree. You know, it's like, whether it's the stomach or your back, you're holding, what are you, what worry are you placing on your back? And Mm -hmm. to look deeper into that, I think is always so, so helpful. Exactly. Yeah. And our body's always giving us those signals. So when we're healing, there is the benefit of being on a healing journey of like reaching homeostasis. Our parasympathetic nervous system is more calmed down. Maybe you're not in flight or fright all the time, but there's that kind of added bonus of having heightened intuition. And I think that's because we know our own energy so much better through having uh, done the work, done done some healing. Yeah, totally. I agree. You know what's yours too? I think usually we're, you know, highly sensitive people being intuitive like we are. So for so long, I mean, I still catch myself as like, Um, is that energy mine or is it, you know, it's like, I, I will automatically think it's me that's feeling a certain way when really I'm picking it up from somewhere else. Right. But now I have that awareness to really check in with myself. Whereas before I, I don't think I knew, you know, and was, which was also part of like, I'm going to go home after work and have a drink because I'm like, I'm feeling everything from the office or whatever. Right. And it's like, it was harder for me to, to pay attention to my own intuition when I f- I'm feeling all this energy from everywhere else. Right. So it's like, the more you get to know yourself, the more you, you give yourself that space, you can start to decipher when it's yours and when it's not, I think some good little tricks with that is just you know, in the morning, check in with yourself, like, Mm -hmm. you know, or if you are alone, how am I feeling like right now 
on my own. And then, you know, pay attention to those subtle shifts when you go into a room with other people, when you spend time with a friend, when you spend time with your partner and just like seeing, okay, uh, now I feel a little agitated, but, but why? Okay. I don't really know why. So maybe it is I'm picking up on my partner's energy that he's not sharing with me either. You know, because people, like you said, people suppress things too. They hold it back. They don't, they don't share everything, but maybe they're feeling anxious for some reason. Maybe something happened at their, you know, at their work and they're bringing it home. And so it's like, you can start to really pay attention to those subtle cues. And I think it's so important because you think about, I mean, so many people are working in service industries and helping people daily, you know, it's like, we know we're, we're in healing facilitator positions, but like, what about your hairdresser? What about working at a restaurant? Whatever. It's like people yeah. are, you know, they're always, they're always um around people. And so I think it's just so good to really check in with yourself and um, check your energy when a person leaves, like, okay, what am I still holding on to that I feel is not mine when that mm-hmm. person, right? So it is a journey because I think it's just like, it's having awareness, really getting to know yourself on a deeper level, which it just comes hand in hand with healing because you learn so much through that process and the, the different things that you do, which is like, you know, why I do, I offer breath work because breath work's another thing that it's like when you're breathing, you're coming back into your own body. A lot of us can be guilty of being kind of like out of our bodies and kind of floaty or in our head, right? So it like really brings you back into your body and you're doing the work and you're healing yourself when you're when you're breathing like this and you're giving yourself that space for the ego to just, you know, dissipate and for these other things to come through it's all a, like, for me, it's just all a been all been about coming back to yourself. Same with astrology as an example is like, you know, I remember getting my first reading and I was like, how does this person know me so well? Right. It's like, but you feel seen, right. Because, and you feel there's so many things that you know about yourself, but to have somebody reflect it back to you and say, you know, this is, this is how you are with this This is how you are with this. This is what you would be good at. And you know that you're good at these things. It's like, I, that was very inspiring for me because I felt finally seen. So that's another thing that I offer is um, astrology because I just know how helpful it was for me and just like really resonating with what was already in the energy field, right? Like what is part of my cosmic makeup So yeah, a lot of modalities will bring you back to yourself or, you know, for some people, therapy is helpful as well. And, and just being able to talk to somebody, to have somebody hold space for you, for you to come into more clear awareness with yourself. I think there's so much there as well. Like you say, it's a journey, of course, and there's probably ebbs and flows with it all. Like, it's not like you're doing breath work every day. It's not like you're seeing a therapist every day or an intuitive guide or anything like that, but you're really giving yourself that opportunity to kind of check in with yourself. And yeah, 
Absolutely. And you said that one of the ways that um, you were checked out is numbing out through drinking Mm -hmm. um, or caffeine or any number of different things you may have done. For some people, it might not be drinking. It might be, well, it could be anything. It could be literally anything like listening to podcasts nonstop instead of actually. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for like, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Like I find it's funny because I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't really watch TV, but then I'm like, I'll always have these podcasts on kind of like as a radio, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love podcasts, but then I do, but see, this is another thing. And I think there it is, there it is again, your intuition coming into play where it's like, no, you've listened to enough. Like it's getting too much in your head and you just need some space. So I think it's important to listen to when you kind of, you need that break from things and stop having the distractions it's a distraction because you're not listening to yourself and you're probably not doing what you want to do say if you're like yeah if you're flicking through instagram for two hours you're not right focusing on what what you should be right so i think there's yeah like we have so many distractions as you were saying that's seriously one for many many people flick like whether it be Instagram or TikTok or whatever, you yeah. know, YouTube or whatever. And I'm guilty of all of that too. And I could damn well write a book on how to spiritually bypass and how to <laughs> live in a distracted, numbed out zone. Cause you know, yeah, been there exactly. for sure. And it's not, like you say, it's not always drinking and it just might be looking at some habits that you have in your life that, you know, yeah. holding you back from what you truly want to do, whether it be like, I just want to cook more. You want to cook more for yourself. You want to make really, you know, delicious, nutritious meals. Like it's like, if you're not doing that and you're spending your time, yeah, on Instagram or, or whatnot, it's like, you're, you're holding yourself back from having that fulfillment that, you know, you'll get when you do those things, you know? So it's just looking at habits, patterns, and beliefs that you have around things that are really holding you back. Totally. And I think a lot of people get into the trap of, well, I do these things, I'm lazy. And it's not, it's actually most of the time, I feel like there is a root of I'm not enough. Like, I I don't deserve to do the things that I really would be fulfilled from. So it's something to think about um, to those listening. So about breath work, Talk a little bit about that. I want to know what kind of breath work do you do? I mean, breath work is just a very general term. I mean, it, if I'm sitting to meditate, I am doing breath work, though it may I may not put that label on it at that time because I am focusing on breath. I am intentionally breathing. And I think people do it through their day-to-day sometimes. Like they may say to their child if their child is having a moment of fit just like okay deep breaths you know I I know I do it to my kids and they've done it to me if I'm upset mom take some deep breaths which I love so I think people are doing breath work more than they realize and it's kind of a very general term but there must be different types of breath work or I'm curious about what what do you do specifically for yourself and when you first stopped drinking I think is when you discovered breath work right yeah it was probably like that first year after I quit. Yeah. So I offer pranayama, um, which is a three part um, conscious connected 
breath work. There are a lot of different styles and I don't know them all, but you're right. And I think they can all be very helpful in different ways. And I've, I've tried different forms of it as well. Why I offer the one that I offer is because I got the deepest from that type of breath work and the most out of it. Hmm. Uh, I remember just being like, telling my clients, like, you got to go do breath work. And then I was like, oh, I need to facilitate it because it's just so helpful. So yeah, it really does take you to that place. And and it's, it is called breath work. So it is work. Some people are just like, they're resistant to it. And you probably want to look at that resistance as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably, probably should do it, but <laughs> But, um, but I always feel like you're, you're going to feel the call. I I feel like it's kind of like, like how people say doing psychedelics, it's like, you need to be called to it rather than just being like, Oh, you know, one day I'm just gonna, it's like, it really needs to call you. You, you can do breath work and feel like you were on psychedelics and not have to do the drugs, which is great. Yes. (laughs) that's, That's what's awesome about breath work as well is like you literally do have like sometimes close to psychedelic what I think is a psychedelic experience without having to you know go do a ceremony in Peru or something right right right. (laughs) so it's pretty cool and it's so like I every time I'm just amazed that it's like we have this own healing modality it's free we can Mm -hmm. breathe and we can you know it is so healing um I mean, sometimes you might feel like you don't get much from it. And then other times you're getting a lot from it. And I think it's just trusting that timing and what you needed in the moment. But the type of breath work that I do really can take you there because once you get into that space, you're, you're, like I said, your ego, your analytical mind, just it steps aside and you have this opportunity to really see, feel, understand, know things. And I mean, the first time that I did breath work, I had such a wild experience. And I think it was because I didn't know what I was getting into, which was very helpful. I had, you know, all these different kinds of visions that came to me and I was very emotional and I heard, heard things. I, I felt my ancestors with me it was, it was really wild. And not only that, I had plantar fasciitis on the bottom of my feet for like, I think it was like a year before that. And I was going for treatment on my feet and everything. And then I did breath work and the next day it was gone. No. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and what do you think plantar fasciitis, given what we were just talking about, afraid to step forward into your yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it was. I and I know that's what it was. Like, I mean, you know, and then there's the other perspective of like how us humans think is like I lived on concrete floors for like a year in Vancouver in a loft that were hard on my feet, right? But yeah. I was also holding myself back from so much. And and in that breath work, it was definitely what I needed to see and feel and hear and know now because it was like my ancestors were being like, yeah, move forward. Right. And then it's, it was gone, the the plantar fasciitis the next day. And amazing. so it was just amazing to know that we have this ability to breathe and heal and come back to ourselves and, and how powerful it is. 
I mean, I have a client that swears she uh, did breath work, one breath work session we did together and that she was able to get pregnant afterwards. Like, I mean, it's not always the case, of course. And I don't want to like, you know, put that out there as like, yes, this is, you're going to get pregnant if you have, you know, mm-hmm. but she, she swears that that's like what helped her. And I think it's just because you're giving yourself that space and that opportunity and your body knows, like your body knows, and you're breathing into spaces in your body that you haven't been to for a long time. And so it's clearing your body and it's just amazing what it can do. And sometimes, you know, it's not like, the lightest thing. It can be quite emotional sometimes, or it might feel heavy, but it's never going to re-traumatize you. It's never, it's, 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 it's an opening for you. And I'm just amazed by it, how your body really knows like where to go and how to, how to help you along. And it's been so, so helpful for me. So helpful in seeing seeing things that I didn't know that I was holding on to as well. Like, yeah. I was just going to say like, if it feels heavy or if you are having an emotional reaction, it's um, a testament to that you've accessed some pain, trauma, or whatever you want to say within the body that was stored there that you didn't even know was there still. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And it's very amazing what it can do. So was that first class that you took pranayama? Was that first course that you ever took yourself pranayama? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that sounds Indian. That sounds yogic. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. And so it goes back thousands and thousands of years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so would in that session, for example, your first session, was that like an hour long class or what was that like? Yeah, that was just like an hour long. And, and now I offer a group breath work as well, doing mm-hmm. the same thing. It's just like, you know, we go into a meditate, I guide you into a meditation. Um, then you do and ha- a half an hour of active breathing. We have a rest period where for integration, and then you can share your experience or not share your experience. It's all up to you, but it's very healing in a, in a group space as well and very powerful. And yeah. And I, I mean, there are so many simple kind of like, I, I love like box breathing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's helpful with meditation. If you really want to, um, if you're one of those people like me who has a hard time, like getting out of their mind, you know, mm-hmm. is there's so many different, um, helpful ways to breathe. Like you said, it's just, it's just coming back to yourself. And I think as much as like, we're, we're conscious, we're kind of unconscious of it. And it's like, we forget to breathe. And what they say too, is when you have a traumatic experience in your life, think about it is that you hold your breath, right? You hold your breath in that instant. And so that's where it gets stuck in your body, Mm -hmm. emotion, that feeling, because you were like, probably in shock or you're you froze right yeah so that's where these things get stuck in your body and breath work just helps you get in there and come back to your body and move through it hmm. 
You talked about um, like you have had psychedelic like experiences. I I think it is psychedelic. It's not psychedelic like. I think it is accessing DMT in the body. I think there is a correlation with the lungs. Maybe it's created in the lungs or something. There's some science there I'm going to look into. And I had a little moment, light bulb moment when you're saying that because I was doing quite a bit of float tanks uh, uh, like sensory deprivation sessions. It's 90 minutes in a float tank, which is dark, totally dark. And I did not have music. I intentionally went in without music. And I always say that the first time was so incredible. It was like doing drugs without doing drugs. You know, I had light shows and visions and messages and it was absolutely amazing and I always say I was kind of chasing the dragon ever since then and I equated it to the float tank experience without really realizing actually it could have been the breath work because it was my first time ever being in the float tank I was resistant to relaxing you are in there 90 minutes so you do have some time and at about 30 minutes I started box breathing Mm. and did that for like I don't know how long and that's when the trippy <laughs> part okay. of the of the float okay. started so I'm like oh it was the breath work that I was doing without even knowing what I was doing but I just knew okay right. I'm gonna do some box breathing right and so that's like ooh, I'm just correlating that now or maybe I have before I don't know maybe we've talked about this before I don't know but so that's really intriguing to me. I was chasing the dragon without doing the box breathing in the tank. <laughs> it wasn't working. <laughs> so it never really fully lived up to that first experience for me. So I'm going to give that a go next time I go in there. Well, I, I know I have to mention that too, because that was like me after the first breathwork session, because I like, I swear I felt God. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, that was just incredible. And then the next time I went to another group and in Vancouver at the time, and I was like, I barely received anything because mm-hmm. I was just like, it was the anticipation, right? I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this wild, big experience again. But I still got something out of it. Like I could feel the tingles in my body. I could feel, you know, energy activating in my body. And I remember having just like this one kind of intuitive thought about something. And so it's like you're giving yourself that space, right? Like, yeah. again, when you're laying down, you have, I mean, you could get up and leave, but you you technically have no choice but to kind of lay there and do the breathing and go. Yeah. It's like you're giving yourself that space to to really hear yourself. And so whether it's something small or big, there's usually something always you can get from it, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And and same thing with me in the flow tanks. Um, I've always yeah. got something out of it. But you know, I've found that same thing with all of the spiritual abilities, like psychic senses, mediumship. I have found that when starting out or first finally taking that leap to do it, to invest in yourself and do it, same thing maybe for you for this breathwork session that you had for the first time, is in the start out, it's like incredibly intense or huge experience. And I wonder if that's kind of by design from spirit. I wonder if it's because we've been so reluctant to start and finally we're doing it. And so 
we do get this big bang out of it. And after isn't, you can never quite get that again. And that's not a bad thing. If it's by design, like spirit gives you this little extra oomph, like the universe gives you that little zazaz because it's like, oh yeah, you were supposed to do this. And we're showing you here is this incredible, basically miracle. Keep it up. Like, do you know? No, I, I hundred percent believe that is the case. And I think even with the breath work or your float tank experiences, like if we have like a desire or anticipation, that's like usually like when it's not going to happen or we put, we're putting pressure on ourselves like Mm -hmm. that, you know, if we have, or we have all these beliefs about what's going to come through, it's like probably not going to, because again, our mind is too much in that space. Right. But yeah, like when you're talking about intuition and the psychic abilities, absolutely. Like, I think, you know, looking back on my experience, when I was first practicing psychic abilities, what came through for me was mediumship. And I had no idea, like I had no idea that, you know, I was, I was, I remember like kind of seeing, seeing a ball. And then I saw this, this guy. And then, you know, and then I, I was explaining all these things to this lady and she's like, oh, well, that's my past you know, my, my loved one in spirit. And I was like, Oh, wild. Like, it's like where you're like, but it was all so vivid. I had no idea because I didn't have any expectations. I literally went in there. I didn't have anything thought about mediumship at all. So it's like spirit was just like, you're naturally a medium. You know, they were obviously telling me that, by having me have this experience, very vivid, you know, I remember getting like a name, maybe the second time I did mediumship. And I was like, that's wild. Like, how did I now, like, never again have I gotten, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, that's how vivid it and just, it is in the beginning. And I've heard from many of my teachers, like, that is by design. Um, it is to let us know like, Hey, we're here. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gets more and more subtle because also it takes from what they, they say to me, it takes the spirit world, a lot of energy to be able to give us such vivid experiences. So the more they work with us and the more we get to know spirit and when we work with them is like the more subtle it can become, which is funny because you yeah. would, think it's opposite like you're growing and your development and you think that it's going to just get more vivid but it doesn't it gets right more subtle because they're taking less of their energy to be able to give you these subtle emotions these visions and so they can work with you and give you more too right so it it's so it's so interesting, but I, I hundred percent believe that because I mean, even as a kid, I think we've probably talked about this before, even when we were just talking about ghosts and things like that mm-hmm. is like, I had so many of those kinds of experiences when I was a kid, but also you're kind of more open. Right. But it's like, obviously the spirit world, or I was meant to know that I could see these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but then you get to a place where you start pushing it aside. Cause you're like, yeah, in adulthood, people are like, okay, that's weird. Don't do that. Right. But it's like, I was still meant to know that I, there is that possibility and there's something else out there. Right. So it's like, there's always that meaning 
of like why it's so vivid, your experiences and, and then, um, and again, it kind of goes back to the healing, right? It's like the more you come back to yourself, because you kind of, I mean, in my experience, I know I lost myself over, mm-hmm. you know, since, since being a little girl and, and into my twenties and, and stuff, it's like you, I lost myself in what I, I thought I should be doing, what I, you know, trying to fit myself into a box. So the more and more I come back to myself, the more those things are able to come back as well. Those natural intuitive ways and, um, they can be more subtle now because I don't need them to be in my face. I don't need to see, you know, someone standing there or something like that. Right. So it's yeah. like, but it, and also I'm sure every medium is frustrated by that as well because, <laughs> <laughs> because you really like, you really have to be able to pay attention to super subtle information that is coming through and sometimes we would like it to be smack us in the head and just (laughs) you know but it's cool also just how subtle those things are and I think that it helps me in my experience just live like I live a very I'm not like one of those people or those memes or psychics that's always like tuning into everything. Cause I'm like, I feel so much already. Like I don't need to. So when I work, I'm working, you know, and mm-hmm. when I'm reading, I'm doing a reading. But other than that, I'm like, I'm not going around like, you know, reading people. I already feel so much of them anyway. I'm just so clairsentient, you know, that it's like, I don't need to tell you this this and that I don't need to know your business I don't (laughs) so it's 100% yeah so the subtle is good because it's not smacking your face like in you in the face when you're going into the grocery store you know it's Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yes uh, yes yes I think there is a purpose for all of that it's like we don't have to prove it to ourselves anymore right it's like right 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 it's like we know it's there. We can tune into it, but it is, it is very subtle. At the end of the day, you want to get to a point and you will in your development where it's all the same. Like, you know how most people are like, well, I'm very clairvoyant. I'm very this, or this is my main Claire. And this is how I, you know, it's like, you mm-hmm. actually are going to get to a point where it's like all merging. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's like, everything is just as equal. I, I believe like, I mean, yeah. Isn't that interesting though? Hey. And like, even like clairvoyance, it's like, everybody wants to be clairvoyant and, and see everything, but it's so important to really, I think in your development to really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've reached a roadblock for sure on that one because I was naturally so clairvoyant that I was like, oh, cool. But it it was a matter of a few weeks after intentionally developing uh, my psychic abilities, mediumship abilities, literally only a few weeks in, I was like, oh, actually just seeing doesn't really do much of anything. If you don't feel, know, hear, you know, understand, why are you seeing this? So I I hear that. And um, about healing and about being highly sensitive and being around people, just recently for me, I, I was going through this summer of like, oh, it was such a good summer. A lot of family stuff, doing, you know, family trips, camping, et cetera 
However, I didn't have that tuning into myself. It's not that I do always have a routine, but uh, like, for example, when my children are, are in school and I have more of a set schedule, I do take time for myself and I, I make sure I meditate. I make sure I walk the dog alone with no music or podcast. You know, I check in and the summer, it was just awesome. It was great. But holy crap, by the end of it, I was like, oh, I wasn't checking in. And it, it took me becoming like pretty burnt out where I'd be, for example, it was already the very tail end of summer and I was on a camping trip with several friends and it was like difficult for me to be around that many folks. And the only reason I bring this up is for other people to note, oh, if it's hard because you're feeling everything, you're taking on other people's, that's a signal, okay? You need to come back to self and do a little bit of healing work. It doesn't mean you're unhealed or you're going backwards or anything like that. Just touch in, maybe do your breath work or, or meditate or whatever it is. I I was glad that I was able to identify and have the awareness before I fully, fully became like burnt out or depressed. I caught it kind of before I got there, but I just want to touch on that because yeah, if it's, if it's hard to be around people (laughs) when you love them, they're your friends or or whatever, that's a little, a little signal like, hello, (laughs) you have to take care of yourself too, girl. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think we all, we all usually have those points too, right? It's like, I think um, I'm like, I'm just thinking in my head about introverts and extroverts, but yeah, like traditionally it's Mm -hmm. like you, you might be able to be extroverted and be around people, but usually it is good to kind of come back in, spend some time like in your own energy again and then mm-hmm. and then back out there right like it's like a little bit of this a little bit of that and knowing what suits you you know and yeah. sometimes it's too much you know and I think that it can be hard because you might feel like you're being selfish or you're like uh, what's wrong with me I can't you know why am I not why am I feeling annoyed around these people that I usually like or whatever but it's just like you've got to listen to yourself and your body just is asking you to come back to yourself and exactly be stressed yeah. and and um and like I was saying you can if you are highly sensitive, you're probably picking up on just like the subtle um, little bit of energy from people and it's carrying it a little bit and just need to refresh, right? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a true ambivert. I'd say I was more extroverted as a younger person. Now I'm true ambivert. I can get both powered up from people and I also need my alone time to recharge. And I think a lot of people are like that, but yeah, I was just feeling everything and not really grounding or tuning into myself. And something that I've really enjoyed lately is, and I still don't have my perfect birth time, so I'm not going to dive into human design too much, but is reading about myself through astrology. And it's, it feels empowering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about earlier about getting an astrology reading and feeling seen and like, how does she know me? And there's that thing of feeling seen that powers you up too. Hey, it does. It's inspiring, right? When you feel like somebody sees you, 
Yeah, it does power you up. And I think that's like, just that inspires me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that, um, that was missing for me, like growing up was that inspiration. And I feel like it's just, it's so needed for everybody. I feel like it it just like fuses your, your creativity and which is so important. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those gifts that gets overlooked is like when somebody is able to inspire you as well. And I'm, I'm talking like past astrology, you know, I'll go back to the astrology, but um, just feeling inspired by life and inspired by the things that you really love to do and, and what you want to do when you're here on this planet, you know, and astrology can, is one of those things, but any of these healing modalities can take you to that place where you feel inspired again, inspired about life. Like after you've kind of like, you know, been in, down in the dumps about something, right. Or, or you get around somebody that lifts you up and makes you feel like you can, you can do something and that you can make your dreams come true. I think that's so important. And I feel like, I feel like that was missing for me. And it's like, why I like, I love giving people inspiration to follow their true path. You know, I think that's probably like one of my main things. Yes. Yeah. And um, astrology. Yeah. It's, it's just so cool. Like it's really just, you know, it's like, you being psychic and, and, um, being intuitive. It's like you are in rhythm with those energies of astrology as well. You know, you can see so many times where it's in line with what an astrologer is saying, like just how you're feeling or what you're um, mm-hmm. maybe predicting and things like that. Yeah. There's just so many ways to get to know yourself on a deeper level and you can see the patterning in your chart. You can see your patterns. You can see, you know, if you're looking at transits, you can look at the cycles of your life and it's, it's just such a cool tool to use to get to know yourself on a deeper level. And beyond that kind of like, you know, like we see the memes and stuff on Instagram <laughs> and they're fun, they're funny. And yeah, like, but it's like, they're pretty general, you know, when you really think about it, but when you dive deep into a chart, it's like, wow, like you're really getting those subtle energetics again of like who you are. Yeah. Because like, you know, not all Scorpios are this way, not all Geminis are that way and and yada, yada. But it's just kind of like where we're at, right? With Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Though it is getting more creative. Like I I've seen accounts where it's like, uh, talking about specific planetary placements and stuff like that. It it is, it is so fun to look at those and I'm totally one to like repost those into my stories, but, um, they're fun. They're fun. Oh, they're so fun. Uh, but it's like a, an orchestra, your astrology chart, right? Whereas like your sun sign is an instrument, within an orchestra right so yeah. I think I like looking it's at like so that much more to it like you yeah like you're, exactly yeah back to creativity uh because I do agree with you what you were saying about getting to know yourself and feeling seen and having people around you who are inspiring you or who who bring you inspiration is so important uh, I think that creativity is like it is part of a magical life, I think without it, it would 
life would be so dull. And there are people out there who say they aren't creative. Right. And I think to me, that is a huge swear word. Like it's like <laughs> being a real ass to yourself. If you say you're not creative, <laughs> because I want people to think of creativity in, I guess, broader terms. If they say they're not creative, maybe they're thinking they're not artistic or mm-hmm. um, a very specific type of creating. So I, I know I've said this on the podcast before, but it's worth saying again that everybody has creativity is creative and using that is like honoring your own soul and and spirit I think so thank you for bringing that up because I've really part of my passion too is to to inspire people to get to know what is their creativity or like how how do they use their creativity and how can they bring that into their life more do you know what I mean Absolutely. Yeah. It was such a swear word for me too, growing up actually, because I, I always loved to paint and I was, you know, kind of artistic in that sense. And my mom was always like, I'm not creative. I'm not. And I was like, but you are like, it's like gardening can be creative. There's just so many different ways. And like you say, like we're human, we're all creative. Mm-hmm. You no, know? like we create our reality in some senses, right? Like I haven't gone fully into that because I know there's like people that say, no, we don't. And yes, we do. And blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> just, by just the way we think and, and things like that. But we we are, we're creator beings, right? And when we put energy towards something. So it's like, you know, um, just looking at our future, like how can we provide creative solutions? How can we move forward in a better way, you know? And obviously we're at a time with lots of change and, and, and things haven't necessarily been easy these last few years, but yeah. How can we use our creativity to build something that is, uh, you know, a good, a good way moving forward for everybody. And I know there's duality and and it's not always easy and it's never going to be perfect, but yes, like we can use that creative energy in such a positive way. And it doesn't have to be by painting. It doesn't have, <laughs> To be like you know everybody has a different way and mm-hmm. even but art too is like you know if you look at art it just heals people it moves people it brings joy it brings all these things and so all of that creativity there's just all these ways in which it heals and brings light to the planet you know so mm-hmm. and I think that if you are denying your creativity you're denying yourself part of intuitive development as well. Like it kind of goes together. If you use your creativity more in your life and accept that you're a very creative, highly creative being, some more than others maybe, but everybody is creative um, and you're kind of denying yourself that or shooting on yourself that you're not as creative as you could be or whatever, then you are also not living up to your uh, intuitive potential as well. I think it is like kind of a part of the soul, maybe and brain, who knows about that, but it's part of the soul that is linked together somehow. You're tapping into spirit with that part of your essence. Like it's part of you. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. For sure. And yeah, your creativity is I love that, like what you mentioned with intuition, because 
yeah, most it is intuitive, right? Like the cooking is creative. Like maybe you're not going following a recipe, but you're doing intuitively. You're putting these spices in, and mm-hmm. and or you're putting a a pen to a piece of paper, and you're just letting it flow. You're writing. You're you know. So that's all very intuitive. Yeah, it's beautiful that way. Um, yeah. And as we go through healing and kind of uncover these layers to ourselves and get to know ourselves more, we really get more in tune with how creative we are. So it's kind of all goes hand in hand, this mind, body, soul thing, you know? Totally. Yeah. 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 Did you say you're, you're offering astrology? Right now it's kind of like infused into everything I do. I will look at your astrology. Right now I'm offering intuitive guidance sessions, which is like kind of like like I was saying to you, like intuitive um counseling therapy as well. And uh I can definitely look at your chart within that as well as reference because I can look at patterns and I can look at um the energetics with that. I'm going to be offering something new soon that I'm that is cooking up and so for anyone that's listening if you want to be in touch um I don't ever send newsletters but I'll send like one a year Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm I'm hopefully I'm gonna get better at it but anyway sign up um because I'm going to have a new offering and and I'll I'll uh, mention it on my Instagram as well at jenny.d.miller on Instagram where I'm going to be infusing a few things. So stay tuned. Okay. And so within your spiritual guidance offerings now, there could be kind of a mix of all the beautiful things that you've invested yourself into. Hey. Yes. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. All the things we were talking about, mediumship. Uh, I do offer breathwork sessions. So one-to-one breathwork um, so we can work in more of an uh, intimate space and, 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 and even that is infused with just, you know, at the end, I will let you know of any messages that came through during your breathwork session. And then I'm off, I do offer virtual group breathwork, uh, sessions as well. Um, which is a nice way to work with the powerful energy of a group and it's, it's, um, priced, in a nice way that it's kind of easy to just jump in. And Mm -hmm. um, so with those, I'll have one coming up soon. So um, best way to do that is just follow me. And so I'll, I'll um, let you know when the next date is Um, I do have an in-person group breath work coming up on October 29th in Penticton. So if you're in the Okanagan or you'll be up here in the Okanagan, I know it's not summertime. Everybody's here in the summer, <laughs> but um, it would be great to see people in person. I I just love doing that as well. And that is a breathwork and sound journey, which is like doubly powerful that I do with um, a lady up here in the Okanagan. And um, yeah, so Amazing. For those of you who don't know, the Okanagan is a very magical little area of British Columbia. And um, you're very lucky to live there. I'm so happy for you that you made that move. And I'm sure you'll get many more sunny skies this winter than you did uh, before when you lived in Squamish. So that's, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) 
Cool. Cool. And the last group breathwork session that you had online, I really wanted to attend. Um, I, the date didn't work out for me. So I'm going to be looking out for, for that and tr- really try to get to one of your group online sessions. Man, group work is so, so magical and invigorating. Hey. Yes. yes I love yeah. it. I love it. It's lovely. And I bet you have people who try out your group sessions really would like to or do transition to doing one-on-one sessions as well hey Uh, yeah they do you have those people that kind of go back and forth between the two whatever they can do at the time and it's it's nice yeah amazing okay well thank you so much for sharing all that with us Jenny I really liked our chat today thank you thank you for having me always good to see you All of Jenny's links will be in the show notes, everybody. So if you're called to work with her, check out the links. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us until we meet again. Sounds good. Bye, Bye, everyone.